holidays merry christmas happy kwanzaa and happy hanukkah and tonight on this christmas eve extravaganza we are talking about santa claus yes we're talking about the old spirit of christmas father christmas saint nicholas chris kringle or some of the other uh, examples that tim allen does in the santa claus like ho ho jijo and santa claus and all the others paranoel don't forget that one. Oh, i did forget about that one but let's see here. This is an episode that is going to premiere on December 24th, Christmas Eve, which I'm excited for. So this is the first time we're going to have an episode premiere when a supposed, I don't know if we can call Santa a cryptid, but he is classified as a legendary creature. So I'm going to say cryptid when a cryptid is supposed to appear. So I'm excited about that. Everyone's going to be vigilant and ready to look for Santa Claus tonight as they're listening to this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's 100% appropriate to talk about Santa in the under the lens of a cryptid because he does have magical powers and the belief is there for this, this human to be who he is. So I, I feel like it'll be really a fun episode to look at it as if Santa was 100% a real thing and a real cryptid. Who, who knows? He may be. Yes, and let's just give a brief background on Santa Claus. You've already mentioned a few of Santa's names. Let's also go over Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, St. Nick, Kris Kringle, or just Santa. Santa originated in Eastern Christian culture and is said to bring gifts on Christmas Eve to children. Now, those gifts can range from toys, candy, or coal for the bad kids. And Santa is said to be based in the North Pole and aided by Christmas elves who make toys in a workshop. And then also, as you know, eight to nine flying reindeer, depending on how you feel about Rudolph. And those reindeer pull his sleigh through the air. 
to get him around the world in just under what, like seven hours? I mean, give or yeah. take, I guess, like, how long is night technically considered? Yeah, something like that. It's like somewhere under 12 hours, but yeah, seven sounds more accurate. Yeah, and Santa Claus is obviously depicted as a jolly old man wearing spectacles with a white beard. A long white beard, I should say. And a red coat with a white fur collar and white cuffs. Obviously, red trousers, the classic red hat, and black leather boots. Has a magic bag full of toys for all the children in the world. And, like you heard me say in the beginning, commonly uses the phrase, ho, ho, ho. And I should point out, this depiction did become popular in 1823 in the story A Visit from Santa Claus, which is now known as The Night Before Christmas. And we'll actually talk about that a little later, because that's, that's, that's changed a few things about Santa in history. But obviously, that image is stuck, and it's been reinforced by what we see on TV. Obviously, Tim Allen. We mentioned Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. Who else has played Santa Claus? I'm, I'm blanking right now. Ed Asner played him in Elf. Bill Goldberg. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bill Goldberg. What was that? Silent Night, Deadly Night? No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, it was Santa's sleigh, where he's he's a Santa Claus. Well, he's actually like a demon or a devil that lost the powerlifting competition against an angel, and he's forced to be good for like a thousand years. It's ridiculous. Okay, that is absolutely nuts. I think I saw like the scene where he kills a family. Yeah, the and... one with like Chris Kattan and Fran Drescher and a bunch yeah. of other famous people. I think Adam Scott might be in there too. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I, I saw that. I saw that scene. I have not seen this movie, but I saw that scene and I was like, oh, this is a little too gory for my taste. I'm pretty sure he spears somebody into a fireplace, which is just ridiculous. That's just Bill Goldberg. He only knows how to do one thing, and that's recklessly run into somebody. Yeah, the spirit of Santa Claus has been around for a really, really, really long time. I mean, there's legends about, like, Nikolaus of Mira, which is a.k.a. Santa St. Nicholas. Like you said, Chris Kringle, the Dead Morose, which is Father Frost. So there's a lot of history of just kind of like this depiction of a winter shaman almost. There's even stories of a Santa-like figure raising people from the dead. I mean, as far back as like 270 AD in some stories, which is just really wild to me. So it really leads me to believe that there might be a little bit more there besides just the mall Santa that take your kids to to get a picture taken see that's interesting i like that santa and and you're right santa really has been around long before what we consider to be modern times and well before the modern depiction and i do have a theory that i'm going to raise up here in a second but i do just want to go over some housekeeping just really fast here so today is when the episode drops, it'll be December 24th. It's my birthday. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I'm going to be 37 today. Jeez, I didn't know that. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Well then, so, as this drops on Christmas Eve, I do want to thank everyone for taking time out of their day, spending it with their family, or just spending it by themselves, which is what I'll be doing this year, and listening to this episode. But also, I do want to say that 
by the time this airs, I will have finally done it. I will have gotten the Patreon episode up. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So those are getting up this week. I promise. Yeah, and I think this is a good place as well to finally, finally, finally drop the teaser for my podcast, The Maniacal Midnight Movie Massacre. And actually, I think we'll just start that right now. Oddity Studios proudly presents our feature presentation. sacrifices oh i mean listeners and welcome to the maniacal midnight movie massacre i am your host who puts the fun in funeral the maniacal midnight movie massacre mass marauder himself and tonight we'll be discussing one of my favorite movies the 1980 classic by john carpenter the fog well that was a just brief clip of my upcoming solo podcast the maniacal midnight movie massacre so be looking for that Joe's got a lot going on as well with Puppet Modcast. (laughs) I'm really excited to hear your first episode on that as well. And then we've got the Jingle All The Way episode. I'm so excited for people to listen to that. And all it's going to cost you is five bucks on Patreon. So definitely check it out. Yes. And actually at that, I should let people know that you can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash oddity studios. And like you said, it is a $5 pledge and do that once a month you get a free episode we'll be doing film analyses and we'll probably put other stuff up as well as we get more free time here as the holidays wind down always follow us on twitter at oddity2 that's oddity t-o like time out and always send us your stories suggestions anything you'd like really to podcast at oddity.studio and really, that's all the housekeeping I had. I hope you all enjoyed the Krampus episode last week. I've, I've received some great feedback from it so far. And I hope as we move on here, you'll enjoy this episode even more. Yeah, I'm excited. So let's get it, get it, get it cracking, so to speak. All right. So I'm going to start off with my crazy theory that I have been formulating for the last five years. Santa Claus is Odin. Yes, Odin, the Norse god, the, uh, the big man in Norse mythology. And I have a lot of proof. I like to think I have a lot of proof, I should say. So there's an article on a website called historydaily.org called Odin and Santa by Karen Harris. Now, one thing I want to point out is in Scandinavia, before Christianity came about, the Scandinavian people celebrate the 12-day winter holiday called Yule. And many of those festivities like hanging reefs made of evergreen, singing carols, decorating pine trees, burning a yule log, hanging mistletoe, 
those were adapted by the Christians to make Christmas more palpable to the pagan Scandinavians. This calls back to what I talked about last week in Krampus, where Christian missionaries would go around and say, well, you can keep your traditions, but now it's about Jesus. Makes sense. We talked about this earlier in the episode, but yeah, Santa Claus is depicted as a fat man. A fat old man with a long beard, jolly demeanor, wears a red suit. But that's not always how Santa was described. Let me describe to you Odin. Odin in Viking Tales was envisioned as a lanky, craggy-faced, spear-carrying god of war who gave one of his eyes in exchange for wisdom and walked around with a raven perch on his shoulder. Well, prior to The Night Before Christmas being written in 1823, Santa was described as a tall, gaunt old man with a long white beard wearing a fur coat and wide-brimmed hat, which actually happens to match the description of a favorite disguise Odin had when he visited mortals. So Odin used to carry, instead of a spear when he was visiting mortals, he carried a cane, like Santa. Yep. Instead of wearing a... Well, he'd just wear a big old hat, covering his one eye being missing. Tall, craggly, long white beard. So Odin and Santa, especially in the early days, had a lot in common. Obviously, Scandinavian Yule was brought into Christianity by the missionaries who converted the pagans. Odin, being the big man, was Christianized into Santa Claus. Eight flying reindeer or one eight-legged horse? Because Odin has, in legend, an eight-legged horse named, ooh, this is a good one, uh, Sleipnir. So in most stories, Odin would sit on the back of this horse, and the horse behind him would pull the sleigh or chariots for gods and goddesses. Whenever you were describing it, I instantly, in my head, I just thought of Gandalf the Grey. And just looking at some artist's representations of early depictions of Santa and then these depictions of one of Odin's favorite disguises, he looks just like Gandalf the Grey when he is first introduced in the Lord of the Rings movies. And it's really interesting to me that there are these parallels. Now, if you've looked into any kind of like Viking mythology or anything involving Odin, you know that Odin has so many names like i'm talking a list over a hundred of different names all father and things like that so odin kind of runs the gamut of being a really 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 benevolent god creator person who wants to give back to humanity and then just an absolute bastard where he's just the god of war that just wants to create just to destroy in the future all of that kind of encompasses under one person who is odin so I think the series makes a ton of sense that maybe some of the horrible things that Odin did in his past, he's trying to make penance for by being this really giving character that became Santa Claus eventually. So I love this theory. One thing I want to point out as well, as you know, two of Santa's reindeers are Donner and Blitzen. Those words are very similar to the Germanic words for thunder and lightning, both of which are commanded by Odin. So. There's a little more to it than we think here. And 
it's pretty nice to see that when Santa thinks a kid's bad, he gives him coal. When Odin thinks a kid is bad or a person's bad, he gives him a bunch of bad luck. And for the good people, Odin would leave small trinkets, bread, and good fortune. So Odin and Santa are looking more and more similar as we go along here. There's a lot of, a lot, a lot of parallels here. Could you imagine if in the MCU, Odin was just in a Christmas special delivering presents? Yeah, if it's Anthony Hopkins, I'm all for it. I would love to see Anthony Hopkins as Santa Claus. That'd be amazing. With Odin and Santa Claus, that's those are my biggest cruxes, is that there are, I think, too many similarities to ignore. Obviously, they're very similarly depicted, especially prior to the Night Before Christmas story. They are similar in that what they command is thunder and lightning, obviously, the reindeer. Donner Blitzen. But also, the eight reindeer being an eight-legged horse makes sense. That could have just got lost in translation along the way. Pulling a sleigh or a chariot, very similar. And Odin gave out trinkets and good luck to good people and bad luck to the bad ones. So, just to summarize, I think, I really think Odin might be Santa Claus. I love that theory. Now, the historic explanation for Santa Claus, and this comes from history.com, they kind of talk about the legend of St. Nicholas, the real Santa Claus quote. So basically they say that the story really dates back hundreds of years to a monk named St. Nicholas. And it's really believed that this monk was born somewhere around the 280 AD in Patera near Mira, which is in modern day Turkey. Now this person was much admired for his overall kindness and just always willing to give, 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 give to everyone and everyone. There's even a story about him saving three poor sisters that were being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father. And then he provided them with a dowry so they could be married. So I think this is a really interesting thing. So historically, maybe this is where some of the story came from, but I really want to lean more into the supernatural elements and like I said before, I love your theory that Odin basically just one day was like, you know what, I've been a real asshole for a long time. I really should do something good. And he took on this role of Father Christmas because if you know anything about Odin, Odin loves to be loved, worshipped, and adored. So what other way to completely reinvent himself into a character that's all about giving love and light where he's going to get nothing but just praise and love? I mean, that's, that's so in Odin's wheelhouse to kind of reinvent himself in that way so he can get that praise that he always so desires from humanity. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think St. Nicholas is someone that we don't really, we call him St. Nick. Like we call Santa Claus St. Nick sometimes, but we do, I think we do it more as a knee-jerk habit than we do actually knowing that St. Nick was a saint in the Catholic Church, Greek monk living in Turkey which I think is really cool. And actually there's Sinterklaas. Yeah, Sinterklaas, who is based off St. Nick. And kind of going over it, elderly, serious man, long white hair, long beard, the red cape, very similar to Santa Claus, rides a white horse, which is getting closer back to Odin riding his eight-legged horse. But Sinterklaas is more used in 
festivals across Europe than really anything else. I won't go too much into this because there is some stuff that's racially insensitive about Sinterklaas and the festival that goes on along with it, called the uh, Zwart Piet. And I'll stay away from that stuff just because I'm not gonna, I don't want to touch it. Yeah, I, I don't either. One thing that I do want to mention, so of course, you know, you can always have different entities that kind of get lumped together. And I think that's one of the interesting things about discussing cryptids is you can have the the Michigan Dogman, you can have a werewolf, you can have a skinwalker, you can have a wendigo, you can have all these things that when you look at them in a lineup, they all look very similar in a way. So it could be that all of these entities exist, all these entities are one entity, so of course, you know, St. Nicholas could have been just a, a random monk in in that time period in Turkey. And he was just a really generous person. And then that part of the story just got absorbed into the actual legend of Santa Claus. Yeah, I agree. I think with kids like my niece and my young, my cousins are younger, much younger. They are, I think the oldest one's like 11 or something. So that belief in Santa Claus is really like really fun to see because you can see the kids get really excited. I know that I was actually looking around and trying to find stories of people encountering Santa in real life and I couldn't find any. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. I remember hearing a story about a lady like on another podcast. I remember hearing a story about a lady who on Christmas Eve in the Pacific Northwest heard something on the roof of her house and when they looked up there there were signs that something was up there like there were hoof marks there was tread on of a sleigh but kind of hard to really with santa because parents do go to lengths to really affirm the belief in santa it's kind of hard to figure out what's real what is a hoax i think santa is one of the most hoaxed cryptids out there and I think that's worth noting that Santa can be hoaxed pretty easily. But yeah, I couldn't find any stories of anyone having a real life encounter with either Santa or, or one of Santa's elves or something like that. And one thing that I did want to mention about that, because I'm really glad that you mentioned kind of how there's not really any stories of what we would consider a credible story, like pictures, video, like an encounter with Santa Claus. The reason for that, that I believe is once we become adults, there is almost, the magic almost dies for us. And it's kind of a phenomenon that you can relate to an actual scientific phenomenon of becoming a parent. Like becoming a parent is grueling, it's exhausting. It's one of the most rewarding things that you'll ever do in the world, but there's, there's effects to it. Like I know for a fact that <laughs> being a parent has, has made me forget so many different things. So it's almost like you get amnesia in a way. So you like forget different things. And then of course, also as we get older, we create new memories and then those older memories are whatever, they're either lost or destroyed or a new memory has taken its place. So I think that could be an explanation for more than a few cryptids and creatures that we remembered as kids, like the run besides or the ride alongs that would like run beside the cars, Santa Claus, and then some of the others like the Easter Bunny and then others like that. And the, reason why we can't see them is because we forgot how to believe in them as adults and it's just ingrained into us as we grow into adults that we forget that magic 
And as kids, kids 100% still see that. Kids are so sensitive to anything paranormal. Like I know kids that are extremely sensitive to ghostly spirits or they know something's wrong just innately. And I think that's something that we absolutely lose as we grow into adults. And especially as you grow into an adult and become a parent, you, you kind of lose that magic a little bit even more. You're basically just trying to keep your little suicide machine from killing themselves 24 hours a day. That's interesting that you bring up that kids are more sensitive to the paranormal. And you're right, they do see they do see and interact with ghosts and spirits more often. Obviously, when it gets into thought forms, we can also see that kids are more into seeing those. And maybe Santa, like what is Santa? Is Santa some sort of elf? Is Santa human? Is Santa a god? A demon? An angel? Is it a thought form? A shapeshifter? Kind of... What is Santa? And also, when Santa travels around the world, one night a year, every year, it's kind of interesting how he does it so fast. Is it the same way that Bigfoot... Uh, some people say Bigfoot gets around where Bigfoot can teleport like Nightcrawler from X-Men in and out of our reality. So is Santa using wormholes in time or interdimensional travel? Or is there more than one? Is there an army of Santas below the North Pole? So there's a lot of options as to what is Santa and how is Santa getting around? The Hollow Earth theory has been around for a really, really long time. And that is an explanation for quite a few cryptids, how they move around so quickly. The Loch Ness Monster, absolutely, I believe that that's a way that that creature is able to move in and out of the lock and has avoided the detection for as long as it has. So yeah, absolutely, maybe the story of Santa flying around on his magical sleigh, maybe that is 100% true, but it's a little bit different than we anticipate, where there's these giant sinkholes all over the world that are bottomless and we don't know where they go or how deep they are could absolutely be used in those to travel around or like you said wormholes anything like that it, it's 100 percent a possibility and what's funny is i brought up i think both of us brought up hollow earth as an explanation during the nessie episode and we both talked about it in great detail there so if you haven't heard that check it out it's one of our earlier episodes but it still holds up in terms of quality but when it comes to Santa, maybe this all falls in line with everything else we've talked about, and maybe Santa exploits weaknesses in time. Like how I talked about how time travel in our season one finale, that time travel might not be intentional, and it might be that people are walking into holes in time that we don't see. Maybe that's what Santa does. Except Santa knows to exploit those holes in time and goes in and out of them to deliver all these presents. Another one I think worth talking about, worth looking into. But we talked about how Santa can get around. Keith, what do you think Santa is? Because I brought up elf, human, god, angel, demon. Anything in between thought form, shapeshifter. Is there anything that you might think Santa is? I think Santa is Tim Allen. Um, 
yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really do like the the idea and the concept of almost there was old gods, like there was Odin, Zeus, all the others that were absolutely in power and they had their separate tribes. And then the kind of the new kid on the block, so to speak, with those religions, Jesus Christ came along and I mean, all of them just kind of got left by the wayside for this this new Messiah figure. But what if those creatures that were worshipped as God are still around to this day and they're still doing the things that they have been doing for God knows how long? So I, I really do love the theory that that Santa Claus is a god of some sort, maybe an old god. It maybe he could be Odin, he could be Zeus, he could be who knows, he could be Poseidon. For God knows, it could be Aphrodite. We don't know. Like that's the cool thing is we don't really know with creatures and cryptids and it's fun to speculate about their origins who they are where they are what they are where they came from and what they do i feel like love and the adoration that honestly starts in november right after halloween can really sustain a creature like that like an old god that used to be prayed to doesn't get prayed to anymore but that love and that adoration of everyone loving Santa Claus and being so invested into this holiday that is Christmas could absolutely sustain an old God. And that's something that I just really, really, that's my theory on it, is that Santa is an old God of some sort that's getting by by being worshipped as the Santa Claus figure. I like that theory. And that also stems off of the movie Elf. I actually watched it a few nights ago. In Elf, Santa gets most of his powers to fly around the world and everything from Christmas spirit, quote-unquote, which is the belief in Santa Claus. Obviously, as the world has progressed into these new ages, the belief in Santa Claus has dropped. And I know that... I want to talk about this really fast because... So in certain parts of Christianity, Puritans and Calvinists hate the idea of Santa Claus. It's fun to think about if Santa Claus is based on St. Nicholas, Christian Catholic saint, it would make sense that Puritans would not want anything to do with it because Puritans were Christians but completely rejected the Catholic Church. Same with Calvinists, actually. Another one, though, is in this Marxist-Leninist doctrine in the Soviet Union, there was a state atheism. Soviet Union barred religion and religious practices. And... Santa Claus was banned. Christmas trees yeah. were banned. Easter was banned. Christmas holidays were banned. Go on and on and on about this. But some people view Santa Claus as nothing more than a symbol of commercialism. And this is something... I know a Charlie Brown Christmas kind of takes it on a little bit. How Christmas had become so commercialized and materialistic back in the 60s and 70s. But I think it's something... We don't see a lot of Santa Claus anymore, do we? I don't watch TV anymore, so I'm not one to really look at this, but I haven't seen a lot of stuff with, like when I watch football and that stuff, I haven't seen a lot of commercials with Santa Claus in them. Old Navy runs a Christmas commercial, but it's Kiki Palmer from what, True Jackson VP from Nickelodeon. And I don't see a lot of Santa Claus. So, is Santa really a symbol of commercialism anymore, if he's not around in any of it? I don't know. But, I think that's interesting that there are people that don't believe in Santa. 
obviously as you get older it gets less cool to believe in Santa I think that's silly I think who doesn't want free stuff that's what I'll say I'll leave it at that yeah I, I agree with you about the the point about Santa being almost commercialized like that that discussion point started in the 60s and then I want to say in the late 80s early 90s whenever I was growing up the, the whole keep Christ in Christmas movement got started and really kind of hit probably its strongest point because I remember a lot of people were really really into that like protesting Santa at like malls and stuff like that which is just crazy to me to think about that people would like want to ruin Christmas for others just because they have a misguided sense of what their belief is now I'll say that as a person who identifies as a follower of Jesus Christ with that everybody thinks that Christmas should be celebrated for the birth of Jesus when most historical documents say that Jesus was actually born sometime in the summer I just think that's a really really silly thing where people want to take the magic out of this season like this season is for just being a good person and loving your family and really if you have kids trying to make it as magical as possible that's what I equate the Christmas season to because if you ask my wife like when we first got together I was an absolute cringe like I hate Christmas like I think it's the dumbest thing in the world oh good you got your tree you got your lights and presents whatever I, I don't get it my family never really celebrated Christmas like real big the way that my my wife's family does but seeing how excited Arya gets about it and seeing how much love she has for for Santa and it's not just because she's getting stuff either like she just loves giving to people she loves seeing people smile and I think that's really what the season should be about not focusing in on the bad aspects yeah absolutely there is commercialism around Christmas because everybody wants to buy the latest and greatest for their loved ones to show that they love them but i don't really think it should be misconstrued as just a completely holiday where it's just based on just getting i think that's a that's a really sad way of looking at the world if you look at this time of year which should be celebrated with the people that you love is nothing more as a just the most expensive shopping day of the year i know for me I more equate Christmas to being with the ones you love and being thoughtful and helping people. I'd say that's a lot of it for me. I think the way Santa Claus is depicted in modern media and historically falls in line with that sort of being with who you love, being thoughtful, being someone who can make life easier help brighten people's day so that's kind of where i'm at with santa and christmas in general and i do remember when i first met you that you were just the biggest grinch on christmas you didn't change that until very recently because i remember you hated christmas for the longest time yeah and i think that comes from my birthday being christmas eve and then i grew up on a road called christmas tree road or christmas tree lane which I'm just like, oh my God, just too much Christmas. I'm so sick of this. And then Joe, you know this, I worked retail for over 13 years. So nobody has heard Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You more than me. And man, nobody wants to freaking shove a Yule log through their head as much as I do whenever I hear Christmas music. But yeah, definitely. I think that my view on it has softened quite a bit as I became a husband and a father. Now it's all about just showing the people that I love how much I love them and how much I care. Yeah. 
I think in terms of that, let's actually move on to something a little more lighthearted and a little more fun here. But before that, I will say my, my birthday is like right after New Year's. So every time I, my birthday rolls around, it's just such a holiday hangover that's like, oh, f my birthday's here. Jesus. Like, I don't want that. But because it's January 3rd, right? Second. Second. That's right. I think Whitney's is the third, isn't it? No, me and Whitney are born on the same day. Oh, I'm a terrible friend. I'm sorry. Happy <laughs> birthday to, to you and to Miss Whitney. Yeah, you guys are two of my best friends, so I think that's rad. You guys were born on the same day. I knew it was around the same day. I thought it was I thought it was on the third, both of you guys, but uh, yeah, I was wrong. I know we have younger listeners. I know that there are some listeners that are younger, and I'm not going to go into debating the validity of Santa Claus, because quite frankly, I think that's silly. I think Santa Claus, they don't, spoiler alert, it's a 10 out of 10 for me, but let's talk about our favorite depictions of Santa Claus. What is your favorite? If you had to choose, what is your all-time favorite depiction of Santa Claus? If you don't have one, what do you think is the most iconic depiction of Santa Claus? I think, honestly, the most iconic to me is the Miracle on 34th Street Santa, where he's just, you know, this unassuming old man and then turns out to be the real deal, 100% legit Santa Claus. I've always equated Santa to be more of an angelic kind of character. Maybe he is Michael or Gabriel, one of the archangels, and this is one of his duties is to be Santa Claus. So that's that's what I think personally. I think I always look at Santa as an angelic kind of character who can do all these magical things. This is funny for me. I forgot about Miracle on 34th Street, but you're right. That is one of the most iconic depictions of Santa. I think that's one of the most true depictions of Santa Claus, honestly. It kind of feeds into the Odin theory for me. It is an unassuming old man who is just so nice and worldly and everything. You did mention Michael, though. I'm guessing that's Michael the Archangel. The one specifically played by John Travolta. Yes, you son of a I was about to bring up, <laughs> I was about to bring up the <laughs> God <laughs> movie. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. But I think for me, the most iconic depiction of Santa Claus is Tim Allen's Santa Claus from The Santa Claus. Especially one and two. My family once watched three, but I was in like the other room being edgy on the computer. Like every kid was in high school. I think it was MySpace was the big thing back then. I was posting sad song lyrics or something because I'm a but you were just in there cutting yourself to dashboard confessionals because you love love listening to ocean avenue by yellow card oh god <laughs> but i think it's tim allen like i think a santa and the first thing i think of is tim allen and second most iconic is the rankin bass you know those puppets oh god i forgot about them mickey rooney played santa for rankin bass for almost every depiction besides Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But he did Santa Claus is Coming to Town when he started as the Ginger Man, then grew into Santa. And then Year Without a Santa Claus, where Santa was like sick and didn't want to do Christmas or something. But I'd say those are the two most iconic for me. Yeah, I, I wanted to say Tim Allen from the Santa Claus, but yeah, I don't know. I, I cannot shake from my brain 
the portrayal in Miracle on 34th Street. I don't know why, but that's just in my mind, the archetype of Santa. But man, I love the Santa Claus movies. They're so good. They're so funny. Oh, yeah. I watched Santa Claus 2 a few nights ago. And I watched Santa Claus 1 actually way back in early December. I think it was like the first Christmas movie I watched once the tree came up because I had forgot to watch it last year. And if you know me, I can't watch Christmas movies outside of December. Like, it, it was like pulling teeth to watch Home Alone 2 on November 30th. Like, it was just hell. But that's me. I can't watch any Christmas movie until straight up December. And then the first one that's always on my list to watch is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That oh, is yeah. probably my all-time favorite Christmas movie. And then I have to watch Die Hard as Christmas comes closer towards the 20th. And then eventually I, I kind of close it out with the first Gremlins movie, which is also a movie that takes place during Christmas. I actually watched Die Hard 2, Die Harder, last night. But because it's a Christmas episode, and I don't think we're going to have an episode come up for the week of New Year's, actually, because my schedule is incredibly busy and I probably won't be able to record next week. But let's go ahead and talk about something I want to talk about. Keith, what is your favorite Christmas movie and your favorite Christmas tradition? Okay, so my favorite Christmas movie, like I said, just kind of rediscovering my love and my joy that I can feel around Christmas time, I would definitely have to say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because I really relate with Clark Griswold just a ton from that movie. Well, any of the, the vacation movies, honestly, because he's just this family man who is willing to do anything for his family. I can just really, really relate to that and feel that on a deep personal level. So tradition-wise, I don't, I don't really have any traditions Christmas-wise. I mean, we just kind of, I'm just kind of slotting myself in with what Andrea's family does. They have like pajamas for Christmas Eve and they kind of like read a story together. And then Christmas morning, they open presents and then they just kind of visit with each other, which is pretty cool. Cause like I said, when we were growing up, we didn't really do much of that. Like it was kind of like my mom and dad would wake up, we would open presents and then we would go do our thing and play with our toys and my parents would be like, oh, we're exhausted, we're going back to bed. So it's kind of cool to have like that little tradition. But I think one tradition that we're going to start doing from now on moving forward is there's a nice little thing that they where they light the Christmas tree. I thought that was really cool. So I think we're gonna start doing that every year from now on. What about you, Joe? What do you got tradition-wise and your favorite movie? Favorite movie-wise, it is a Muppets Christmas Carol. We'll learn more about that during Puppet Podcast episode one. And for me, tradition-wise, I have to say, just on Christmas Day, watching basketball and then like having a Christmas story playing on a never-ending loop, I'd say that's probably it for me. Just those, um, a lot of movies. I just like sitting down, watching movies, having cookies, all that stuff, I'd say. So, so here's my moment where I, I be Joe instead of you being Joe, and I say, I've never seen it. I've never seen A Christmas Story. Uh, that's you know that's fine with me there's no shame in that but what I will do now is Keith scale the one to ten how confident are you that Santa Claus exists 
I'm gonna go 10 out of 10. Santa is 100% real. I believe that there is a magical figure that prefers to probably be called Santa Claus. And yeah, like I said, I just think that this world is much, much more interesting while believing that there is magic still alive in this world. So Santa is 100% real to me. I obviously am going to 10. I gave you guys a spoiler earlier in the episode. It is 10. Santa is real. Whether physically or not, Santa is real. If it is Odin, it's Odin. If it's a thought form, something, an elf, a god, a demon, an angel, Santa's real, regardless. But for that, thank you all for listening. I know it's Christmas Eve. And if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, that's an even bigger thanks for me. But we're going to go ahead and put a neat little bow on this episode. This might actually be the last episode of the year 2021, actually. So I just want to say thank you all for listening this year. We started this show in the spring of 2021. And over the last seven, eight months, this show has become one of my favorite hobbies. And also, it has grown so much. And I want to thank everyone listening out there and everyone new who hasn't listened i want to thank you in advance because i know you're going to listen yeah i want to second that as well first off i definitely want to thank you joe i had wanted to do a podcast for a really really long time i just couldn't nail down what i wanted to talk about and then just one day when we were just shooting we just decided hey let's just do this and then everything else fell together we just decided that we were going to try it out yeah everything after that has just fallen into place so so well like it was meant to be and man yeah i just couldn't do this without you so thank you first off and then thank you to our friends and family that have supported us and thank you to all of our listeners for making this happen because without you oddity would not be a thing so thank you everyone yes and obviously thank you as well keith i was so nervous to start this podcast because who knows what can happen but it's been a fun ride this year is wrapping up this season's wrapped up and I'm excited. We're getting back to that gory, nasty when we come back from this little break here. Next time, we're talking about cattle mutilations and crop circles. Classic cryptid bullshit. I'm here for it. Going full in, guns blazing when we come back from the holiday break. Yes, I'm excited to talk about it. It's coming back to our roots, so I hope you've enjoyed the fluff pieces over the holidays. But for now, Oddity is written produced edited by me joe and keith all audio is used under the protection of fair use follow us on twitter at oddity2 that's oddity to like timeout and you can reach us via email at podcast at oddity.studio once again this is an oddity studios production everyone out there if we don't see you before the end of the year merry christmas happy new year be safe and thank you